0: All right, all right, all right, welcome in
1: Sports Talk 97.7 The Edge, Terry Wilder, Jamie Foxx, John Tabor running the show, a death controlled, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, be very afraid for the next hour, appreciate you joining us this morning, spending a little part of your morning with us, we're brought to you by Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get anywhere in the free world, Jamie Fox. if I had to compare D- Dr. David Weber, Dr. David Weber is Alabama. Everybody else, you know, not Alabama.
2: He's a darn good vet, I can tell you that. Go see him uh, on, uh, U.S.
1: 165.
2: That would be north. In
1: Monroe, 318 345 Your thoughts? Text uh, 888-993-7762. 888 uh, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union text line, of which smarmy, smart-alecky comments uh, not only are welcome but encouraged. Uh, Agree with us, disagree with us, we want to make you. That that means it's a left-handed pitcher, and he was probably born north of the Mason-Dixon line, and his parent was I mean, Mark Mark hasn't broken down. (laughs) Analytics, Mark Kramer was analytics before analytics. Indeed he was. And I need the professor's uh, music uh, music button there for uh, Mark Kramer's in the building. Anyway, hey, I want to get into this. Uh, It had a couple people ask about it. College football bowl projections right now. Is TCU a legitimate contender? And yes. I, and i got to say yes, because yes. they are the Big 12. All due respect to Oklahoma State, they are the Big 12 favorite at the moment. Well,
2: right now, you know, I, of course, I think Oklahoma's obviously still in the conversation, certainly are. Oklahoma State. Um,
0: but one of those now two will knock each other out.
2: One of those two will knock each other out. Um, you know TCU right now, uh, real good ball game last week against West Virginia and managed to pull it out at home uh, by a touchdown late. But if you look at the rest of you know the schedule, the way it lines up for, for all, bo- all three of these teams, uh, you've got uh, Oklahoma at Texas in the shootout in, uh, at, co- at the Cotton Bowl this weekend, and you know you don't you don't th- when you're right uh, ready to write off Texas here they come. Uh, which I would say right now, um, depending on how Oklahoma bounces back, uh, you know, Texas is to take that ball game.
1: Texas has zero shot for the college football playoff. None. Right, zero. but
2: but then you've got uh, TCU's at Kansas State.
1: Eh,
2: I, I, you know, Kansas State uh, defense not as strong as in the past, and then you've got uh, Oklahoma State this week. Let's see if they're uh, hosting Baylor, so that should be a W. Um, more, but but boy, the rest of the week, I mean, you know at, uh, if you're if you're Oklahoma, excuse me, Terry, you got Texas, Kansas State, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas and West Virginia. That's a that's a tough schedule. Uh, you know, West Virginia's no gimme. TCU, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, this could be a shootout. Kansas State's not a pushover. So, uh, this is a real pivotal game this weekend in Dallas at the Cotton Bowl between Texas and Oklahoma. It's historically been a really good uh game between the two uh, a lot of rivalry it's great to watch the stadium half of its orange the other half of its red um, and I'm sure the Dallas economy benefits from it and loves it and uh, but I still say Oklahoma State has a say in this and obviously TCU's got uh, of course at Kansas State this weekend
1: uh is the big 12 jamie let me throw this quick i'll throw this out to our listeners text me what you think on this Tripling i think tcu's nine, road is s- smoother not nine nine three seven seven six two uh a one loss team uh-huh. and before everybody goes crazy on the sec do i think alabama could lose a game and still possibly be in uh that would be the only sec team i think that could have a one loss and get in uh that being said Who do you cut slack to? Do you cut it to to the Big Ten? Do you cut it to the Pac-12? The Big 12, historically, if you remember Baylor and TCU hurting themselves a couple years ago, Baylor beats TCU in like a 62-60 game. TCU is fourth, third, or fourth. The entire college football bowl series, the entire one, they win by like 50 on their last game, and they drop from third to fifth. Right. Uh, Do they get any... uh, are there is there any consideration given, or does the ACC right now, and the ACC is 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 Clemson and Miami and everybody else? Yeah, but I think uh, it brings up a really good question. Do you
2: think that uh, I would say that if you were to look at. If you were the the networks, okay, do you want another Clemson Alabama no, matchup? You no, you don't
1: want another Southern, which is Clemson is in the South, for you geographically challenged people like myself. Uh, no, they they do not. They don't want They don't want the the rubber match because it doesn't sell. Uh, you know, Alabama is the Walmart of college football, and I don't mean cut rate. I mean they're predictable. Walmart shows up in your town, mm-hmm. and it might be sooner, might be later, but mom and pop stores are going to take a beating. It's just too big. It's too powerful. Alabama is the wall. Very predictable too, Jamie. They're they're very predictable.
2: Uh, you coming about Alabama? Alabama yeah,
1: they 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 come in and they just they run you with numbers, and uh, it's just an attrition factor. Texas A&M is celebrating this week because they lost by eight points, and that's a celebration if you're if you're Aggie fan. Yeah. You're thrilled that you didn't get beat by seventy two. And are we to that point now? If you think about the way Alabama has lost games. You think about the last couple times Alabama has lost. The crazy things that went on at Ole Miss, Bounce, balls bouncing off people's helmets, the kick six, right? Clemson scoring at the very end of the game. Yeah. So to beat Alabama, dare I say, with the exception of Ohio State a couple years ago in the college football playoff, that and they beat Alabama. Although Alabama, I think, was up 21-6, to 21-7. Yeah, they had a, a nice lead. But Ohio State way. came back and clearly beat. That's the last time you could actually say, you know what? They got their behinds handed to them. Everything else has been fluke.
2: Well, if you're Alabama, you know, you've got, you know, Arkansas this week, which is, uh, oh, dear God, that's a matchup of physical. What, what do you think physical.
1: Brett Belima's thinking today?
2: <laughs> uh, why did uh, I why did I leave Wisconsin? No,
1: Brett Belima's going, he's calling his accountant going, okay, so tell me how that R is going.
2: Yeah, well, and then you've got Tennessee at home, uh, LSU at Mississippi State, Mercer, which uh, – you know, kind of hung in there with Auburn simply because Auburn turned it over 19 times. And then they play Auburn. The only really loss I see possible uh, for Alabama would be possibly Auburn and Mississippi State. Uh, I don't know. I, I doubt it. Yes and no. Yes Mississippi, and
1: no. Where's the Mississippi State? Is it in uh, it's, Cowbell it, City? It's in Starkville. Yep. Yeah.
2: And it's at Auburn.
1: Um, That's always a rivalry game with Auburn. I mean, if anybody could dethrone Auburn could go 0 and 10 if they can beat Alabama. I mean, they'll build a statue to the coach.
2: Well, yeah, you know, Aaron chimed in to me and said that he, uh, you know, he was in uh, Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex this weekend and saw TCU play. He he thinks they're good, but they are not going to go undefeated. He said they could easily possibly even go down this weekend to Kansas State, and we'll see. Um, But they're in the conversation right now. I think they have to be. And you
1: know, you get because they're undefeated. Well, you get to the point where you're good. There's a lot of good teams out there, Jamie, that are undefeated. But good to great is a big step. I would argue with it. It's a lot easier to get really good than it is to get great. We're dealing with two great programs right now. In, in the last couple of years, we're dealing with Alabama. We're dealing with Clemson. That's it. There's nobody else in the discussion. Ohio State maybe is third on that list, maybe because they've won a national championship and they've been in it. Um, I, aside from that, is there anybody else? You know, and we could, you know, don't give me Washington. Did Washington fan? Don't. Don't call him with that. Uh, Washington,
2: don't no, stop it. Uh, the non-conference Washington, this week, uh, they're not going to be in the, the picture if, if they if they lose one game. If Washington,
1: they run the table, they're in.
2: If they would run the table, yes, they indeed will be in. But uh, you know, I was thinking about this too. Uh, is Chris Peterson's going to is he going to be the Nick Saban of the Pac-12 and run people off? I'm
1: going with the Pirates to knock off Washington.
2: Yeah, well, that sentimentally, yes, I want that too. But. There are
1: two guys that come to my mind right now at the forefront, and I had a buddy of mine that's a big Washington State alum, and I didn't even realize it. And he told me like, "Look, Leach has a great contract up there. He loves Washington State, but the question becomes, you know, this is, is Washington State similar to Mississippi State? And, and let me make this comparison, and tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. Triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two. Those programs." consistently, year after year after year after year, are not going to be among the elite in college football. They're just not. They're not designed that way. Now, every third or fourth year, you see them rise up. Uh, you know, the, the, the recruiting classes come in, the cycles come in, and they're really good. Like right now, uh, Washington and Washington State, both 6-0. and You don't think that's going to be a big game? Oh, huge. And, and uh, you know, the one thing Leach is, you know, Leach's name is going to come up a lot of places. I think another guy that's going to come up a lot of places too is a Joey Freshwater himself, Lane Kiffin, who they're winning. Are, they're winning right now. Look at his roster. they're five hundred, but they're still yeah. Jamie, look at his roster. He played guarantee games. He, he's got every single individual. I, I mean, if OJ has eligibility, they will be handing him the ball next week. <laughs> yeah. Lane, Kiffin, but Lane Kiffin makes no apologies for it. Nope. You don't think Tennessee fan would like? I know we said we hated you when you left, but can you come back? Those two names are going to be at the top of every list of of power five. I mean, big time power five. They're in the power five. Well, leach is sort of, but at Washington State. But you know, what if the pirate gets into the final four? What? What if he runs the table? He is in.
2: Yeah, he's in. Uh, Washington State is an interesting. From what I understand, it's maybe twenty thousand people there in Pullman. I've never been. Love to go. Why? Uh, Somebody is. Adam Hunsucker said that, that uh, he referred to uh, uh, Moscow, Idaho, as Ravel with the mountains. Um, <laughs> so I, 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 like,
0: I, st- I like sorry that. about that
2: Adam. I stole his thunder on that. that, that I can't. I, I have to attribute that correctly Rabel, to Adam Hunsucker. It mountains. is Ravel with mountains, uh, and we love Ravel uh, as well as start and points in between. But it is indeed, you know, places that you can win at, like a Washington state. Uh, you know that to me really, I like to go. That's why I, I, the the story I still say with Saban is take over a Washington State, take over. Stop it. Go to Ole Miss, even if you want to stay in the SEC. Go to Ole Miss. It's like telling Brad up.
1: Pitt, hey, go date Rosie O'Donnell yeah, and see what, what that's he,
2: like. What the man is at sixty five and he's won everything in sight. If if you're really <laughs> driven by, if you're really driven by. You know, rebuilding programs, which he did at LSU, at Michigan State, he did it at Alabama. Uh, if you really, if that's what drives you now, money's not driving him anymore, obviously. Uh, so, what is it? The next challenge? At 65, do you still, you want to take on uh, a situation where, you know, the you're on probation and everything, and build them back up?
1: That would be the ultimate. No, um, it wouldn't. Why would you do is missus to get slammed, look, that's why. Look, I know I know that you've dated Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie. But you know what? In my just, mind I have just to prove a point, you need to date Rosie O'Donnell. Get out of here with that, man. Hey, like he's gonna go take home. Golly, you gotta be kidding. I'm telling you, the man
2: is doing cha- by different things. I need a challenge. Let me
1: yeah, right. Well, listen. You're listening. Hey, listen, hey, sports hey,
2: talk. Look night. look what happened in Miami. Get out. Uh, look what happened in Miami. He he realized that wasn't a good fit. His wife pushed him in a different direction. His wife realized and that the, wasn't a good fit. No, Miami wasn't a good fit.
1: His wife said, "Nope,
2: out of here, buddy." She said, "You're we're going back to Baton Rouge. You can stay here and uh, finish out no with Mr. Do. Heisinger and Mr. Jones, but our behinds are out of here." Jamie, you got to
1: know when to accept the penalty and when to decline it.
2: That's exactly which right. is what he did.
1: You're listening to Sports Talk ninety seven seven, Terry Walter, Jamie Fox. We come back. I'm going to tell Arkansas fan how. You thought having Alabama this weekend was bad. Yeah, it gets worse than that for you. (laughs) Sports Talk 97.7, the segment sponsored by President Powerworks Gourmet Pizza by Design. Go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe. Jamie, I'll be back in a minute.
0: The Edge with Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun.
1: Hey, welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7 Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the show a death, Cubs fan, Tabor. Uh, we're talking coaching carousel. We're talking uh, who could do it, uh, who could get there already. It's still a little bit early to talk, but it makes it fun, folks. Uh, your text, welcome, 888 993 I was getting ready to read text on my computer for, oh, here it is. Uh, Let's hear the text for, first, and then I want to tell everybody uh, what you've been smoking during the break. I, I'm just going to read a couple here. Okay. Washington and Washington State are still little brothers to the rising UCLA and USA. I agreed with that. Well, certainly there's more they're, money they're, there. agree with Look yeah. who's winning, and look who they beat. Leach has already went to the Coliseum and beat USC this year. Now, is the USC a better job? Absolutely. There's no question about that. But right now. Um, That's
2: why you're a good coach. You can win in places that are tougher to recruit. But
1: it's cycled. It's a cycle for him, and the chances to be a great cartoon. They have. Let me try to describe this, right? Um, The quarterback is thinking all this mesh, all curl, wheel set, X cross, shallow sink, corner, and Leach is like, "Hey, go score!" Yeah, I mean, you know, in his book. And uh, Jeff Tannehill gave me the, the coach's day brother gave me the Leach's book, and I read it here uh, about two months ago. Swing your sword, yeah. It, which I, I, you know, I don't read very well, but I highly recommend. There's no pictures in the book, though. That was the downside to it for me. But uh, I highly recommend it. One part I remember in particular: Leach was having breakfast with his sons, or, or with his or the buddy of his who had who was coaching like a youth football flag football team, and they sat around the breakfast table, and Leach designed an offense for him, like, off the fly, and they wouldn't beat everybody with it because everybody's eligible in that league, and Leach was going crazy. But just, you know, stupid stuff like that, and you're like, wow, Mike Leach. But, yeah, so he's, a, he's a genius, there, there, there's a two crazy people, genius. There's two people that are going to be in the forefront on coaching Carousel. Mike Leach, which is going to be tougher to get in some ways, and then Lane Kiffin has resume, will All travel. Right. Lane Kiffin may leave uh, from Florida Atlantic to from from whatever game he's at and go to whatever school he's going to and not even go back to to Florida you are you are sold on you some Kiffin already no, after, one, on, after one year. I'm not sold on Kiffin. I'm sold on what he's going to be able to do, and I think there's some desperate people out there. Oh, by the way, Arkansas fan wanting to fire Brett Belima. Yeah, if you fire him before December 31st, you yeah, $15 million buyout. So stock the buffet tables because he ain't going anywhere.
2: Yeah, Jeff Long, I think, is in his corner to uh, the AD at Arkansas, and it would be awfully tough to handle a $15 million buyout. Uh, but we've already had, uh, Terry, two casualties already. Uh, Sean Coogler at UTEP was the first to go, uh, they're 0-6. Uh, Mike Price, name sounds familiar, 71 years old, took over, took them to uh, Western Kentucky, and uh, the Miners only lost by one point, 15 to point, 15-16, in one game back. So, uh, you know, obviously I don't think he's, uh, he was loved and adored out there, Uh, I loved him and adored him in Alabama in his brief tent. I would have been an Alabama fan had Mike Price.
1: You would have been a I love
2: me some Mike Price, man. That guy, we're rolling, baby. Um, And then Gary Anderson, not a good fit out in Corvallis. Uh, They're one in five. I think he resigned at Oregon State. That's going to be interesting to watch. Corey Hall, who had a little stint in the NFL as a defensive back, Uh, I think he played for Washington. I'm not sure. But anyway, he's the interim head coach. For the Beavers uh, of Oregon State, uh, and those are the first two that I've heard so far. There may be another, uh, obviously at the FCS uh, level, but at this point, those are the only two openings. Uh, and there's going to be many. Uh, I think you know
1: Tennessee will open, Missouri probably will open, uh, Ole Miss is open. Jamie, yeah, uh, that's that, going to be interesting. They're no. not going to move. They, they, the interim guy is not going to get Ole Miss. Uh, Sumlin apparently has kept him at bay, at least maybe for, unless there's just a complete implosion of that. Pro- I would not doubt it's Kevin Sumlin jumping. Well, you know, that's a good point.
2: Uh, you know, if they, particularly if they're successful, he may see that as an opportunity.
1: Or semi-successful. Successful is let me get a job. at it. I, Sumlin I always thought would go to the NFL.
2: Yeah, I would say the, uh, you know, obviously in, you know, in the Big Ten, um, I don't know anybody that's on shaky ground except Mike Riley at Nebraska.
1: Oh, that job's gonna
2: open. Um, and possibly Chris Ash at uh, Rutgers, but um yeah, it looks like Nebraska's maybe open um you know, in the Big Twelve, obviously even Matt Rule's under hot water and that's a that's a that's a tough gig at Baylor. Yeah, right your now. program
1: is basically didn't get the death penalty yeah, David, of Yeah, David
2: David Beatty at Kansas. I think he needs a little more time. He has to compa- I think one may shock you, I think Bill Snyder may hang it up at Kansas State. Uh but maybe not. I mean, he's seventy-seven, been fighting cancer. God love him, and he's still a, a darn good. What he, what he's been able to do at a place like Manhattan,
1: Kansas, is phenomenal. You've been to Manhattan, Kansas? Uh no, I have not. I have. Let me let me let me use what is it? Hunsucker's reference. Yeah, it's Ravel without the mountains. <laughs> think yeah. think Ravel with more cows.
2: Well, hey. That's that's Manhattan, and it gets awfully cold because there's no trees. There's nothing to block the wind. Oh, man, that wind coming will, off that Kansas plain. We so. will play
1: up there. That wind will cut you. Uh-huh. You think you got it's a like jacket? Like knives hitting you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like Louisiana man. I got a jacket. No, uh-huh. <laughs> that wind will cut you like a knife. So anyway, I'll go back to this, and you know, we get a text in. What's the biggest uh, land for anybody? Is it Tennessee? Uh, you know, it, it, what's a better job, Tennessee or Ole Miss, Jamie? I'm not sure though if, if Butch.
2: You know, if Butch pulls off, let's see, what Tennessee has left is uh, South Carolina this weekend at Alabama. No, they got
1: blown by South at Carolina. At Kentucky.
2: If they lose to, like, Southern Miss, Kentucky, Missouri, LSU, and Vanderbilt, uh, you know, I could see them easily winning three of those. But I could also see them losing. Tennessee, the thing that's that may be working in Butch's favor is they've had just incredible amount of injuries. They just suspended Daryl Taylor, their starting defensive end. So their best defensive player is gone.
1: Nobody cares. Gonna be, nobody's
2: going to. Nobody well, cares. I, I don't know. I don't know what his buyout is, and that may be when somebody cares. But I don't know what his buyout is. Uh, but Tennessee is hemorrhaging. He's recruited well. I'll say that. Uh, it hasn't always worked out. Uh, he lost. Uh, you know, before the season, he's, he lost Jawan Jennings, their best wide receiver, and uh, their linebacker. Their best linebacker, who was uh, uh, Darren Kirkland, so they're in a situation at Tennessee where I don't think they're going to buy out because he's been there five years and they'll make a change. <laughs> Wouldn't that be irony of ironies if, if Lane Kiffin ended up back in that in Knoxville?
0: Okay, here's but, the
1: nu- here's the number for you. Uh, Butch Jones's contract, if he was going to be bought out by Sunday, uh, it was eight and a half million, but it's fourteen for the staff. So it's it's fourteen million dollars to buy Butch and his staff out. So yeah, uh, you know maybe they can go get Arkansas fans buffet and get like a group discount because it looks like you're going to have these cats. Oh, by the way, LSU fan, you're in there too.
2: I just you know before the season even. I mean, uh, Jeff Long came out in support of Brett Belima and You know who's to say that it he's it, got to it, it won't be turned around at some point at, at Arkansas. Um, you know I think Alabama, I think this is a really even though. This is kind of. I, I look at this game with with Alabama. It's kind of the LSU situation with dire straits. You're in. It's not so much that you. How do you how are you going to compete against Alabama if you're Arkansas? Is the talent disparity that much? And you'd have to say going into it, yes. Uh, and if you're LSU, uh, you know you're on a high right now, but you got an Auburn ball club coming in this weekend that is that is really found their footing, and you could go from the penthouse to the outhouse in a matter of a week because Auburn is capable of skull-drugging LSU, uh, even in their backyard. Auburn is a – not in normal years you can say this, but Auburn's deeper. They've obviously got better quarterback play. They're, they're deep at running back. They've got a nasty defense. Um, I want to see how LSU is going to compete because I don't think they're going to win that ball game although that would really, really help Coach Orgeron and the Tigers' charge. This is a – the next two weeks is Auburn – the last three weeks, Auburn, Ole Miss, and Alabama, and none of those, including Ole Miss, based on the body of work to this point, is a win. Um, you got to hope, but those are, those are crucial. So, um, you know, I think we're, we're not out of the woods yet. And you want to see that, that LSU, certainly they competed, but Florida is decimated. And injury-wise and with suspensions and so forth. Fire yeah. McElwain. So, anyway, a win's a win. That's 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 true. But, uh, hey, the kicking game, you don't think it's important? Ask Tech. Or Florida. Or Florida. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. And, you know, Tech right now is 3-3, three and three, and they're just points away in the kicking game. And, uh, uh, with their best kicker, in, in possibly in, in school history. It's just been a tough road for them. Uh, you know, who's to say that, honestly, the thing that the, – the one that's as heartbreaking as the UAB game was they had South Carolina beat. Beat. They outplayed them strongly for three quarters. And uh, I think they had a missed field goal in that one too, which would have made that game really, uh, you know, that game should have been over by the end of the third quarter. But, you know, here we are, wishes and buts.
1: Going going back but, to my, my boy Kiffin here. We, we're going to take a break here. Matter of fact, let's go ahead and take this break. Where's the where's the places Joey Freshwater could land? What are the jobs going to be open? Uh, we got a couple more things. Uh, there's a couple texts out there. Guys, I appreciate them. Uh, we'll try to read a couple of those as we go. Uh, <laughs> I like the text with Tad. Uh, uh, Chad, Tony, I appreciate it. Um At any rate, you're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, segment sponsored by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need, Bobby's there for you, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, call him, get him on your side. The Edge rolls when we return.
0: How does it feel? You're officially living on the Edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop.
1: And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. We're rolling on here. This segment brought to you by friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Louisiana Special Olympics. Jamie, I just pulled up the Washington State roster. Uh, Pretty interesting with uh, with Mike Leach and a lot of... Been talking about him. Uh, about eighty percent of his roster is California kids, which makes well, a lot of sense. Sure, uh, including two Louisiana kids. He's got two New Orleans kids. He's got a uh, John Curtis guy, and he's got a where was that other kid from? Is uh, a New Orleans kid, but yeah, two Louisiana, Homa uh, from who, Ellender High who School. Who is that? A uh, kid mm-hmm. named Martin, Devontae Devontavian Martin is a defensive wide receiver. Six you eight, go JUCO first, or I. Don't know. It didn't. It didn't have that on there.
2: Another kid from Curtis. But yeah,
1: I mean, so because the reason I said that is somebody had texted in, and it was pretty interesting. Uh, what was it? Uh, let's see. I've Got a couple of these out here. Uh, yeah. Chad said, "Hey, Mike Leach wins in Pullman. It's got to be easier to recruit Ravel than Pullman. Academics, folks. Yeah, academics in California a little bit different than the Deep South in some places." And so, yeah, you recruit where your base is. If you're Oregon and all those people, absolutely. That's who you're going after. But Mike Leach has been all over the country. And I said I'm a big fan. I'm captain of the Mike Leach bandwagon. Do I think it's instant uh, you're going to win it? No, but I think the guy has proven over time. I think he had an incredibly bum deal at at Texas Tech, which is why I hope they lose every single game they play from now to the end of time. Uh, Read about that one. If you ever want to go see somebody getting a bad deal, uh, and just people, uh, a conspiracy against somebody. Yeah, I hope he, yeah. he's he's still in a lawsuit with them, is he not? Yeah, but he's going to lose that because Texas has a deal set up to where. They can protract they, it they, out as long as they want. Yeah, they're they're, money, he's not going to get his, and they owe him like a million and a half or something, and they they fired him so they wouldn't have to pay that. You know, and people that are not familiar with Texas Tech, they have very deep pockets. It te, it, you know, that oil money out there in Lubbock, very, very deep. Bob, know, Bobby Knight went from Indiana, where he got fired, to Texas Tech. Um, there's a lot of basketball schools in between so they've got money there um a couple other texts to read uh tennessee won't have to play saban every year that's why it's a better job than arkansas they won't have to play but you no, know
2: tennessee does play alabama every year because that's their permanent is that their, is that their permanent, permanent one? yes yes tennessee and alabama have to play every year just like lsu has to play florida every year there's you know what the rule is i mean every I think Ole Misses is, is Vanderbilt every year. There's a there's an east west. There's
1: one team in each side per, of it. It's
2: permanent. Permanent. See, yes,
1: I, I would I would go nuts over that one. Well, see if you're LSU, go okay. I get Florida. Why don't I get give me Vanderbilt? How about well, that?
2: That's one of the things that before Miles got fired, they were trying to get out of that because Miles, you know, LSU didn't want to play Florida every year, so now it's become. In uh, Florida,
1: to their credit, they don't want to play LSU every year. No,
2: no, I don't think so. How
1: come I can't get Mississippi State? No disrespect to them. Right. How, give me Missouri. Right. Well, so of course, those, they're in the same division, so they're in the same me I, I take that. Give me A&M. You think Florida would rather play LSU or Texas A&M as a general rule? Yeah,
2: I think, I think, for example, I think Tennessee and Alabama have to play every year. Arkansas, I want to say it's uh, Missouri every year. Auburn, of course, is Georgia's. Florida's LSU uh, Kentucky's well I already mentioned that didn't I um, Kentucky's playing Tennessee they're Tennessee in the same division every but, every but year. who's their
1: who's their non who's their uh, Western division opponent every year
2: I want to say it is oh, Mississippi State is Kentucky I, I
1: think that's a win-win for yep. both of those yeah. like, yep we're, we're in
2: yeah and of course Ole misses I believe is Vanderbilt's every year South Carolinas I want to say is Texas A and M. So anyway, to to make a long uh, short story long, um, if you're Tennessee, for example, and you, and if Butch Jones is indeed you know not going to last, where do you go? Uh, do you you know obviously you mentioned Mike Leach, John Gruden, <laughs> every year. Uh, and let me tell you something: if 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 Gruden was going to take a job, it would be at Tennessee, I think. Or a place, maybe LSU, but I don't think he's he's not taking it. Get out! Maybe he's taking Florida Atlantic. Who knows? Uh, A lot of people didn't think Lane Kiffin would take that one. And there is a debate whether uh, whether Ed Orchron
1: wishes he hadn't taken it. Lane Lane Kiffin, I promise you, he's renting (laughs) in Boca Raton. (laughs) He didn't bought. Well, Joey Freshwater, his address is going to change, folks. So what happens if, which it doesn't look like
2: it's going to happen, what happens if Notre Dame tanks? Um, you know, Brian Kelly went into this season a little bit on the hot seat. Is, is he the most despised coach in, in college football? Um, he very well may be. Even even Mark Kramer, who's a big Notre Dame fan. Mark Kramer like, is a Notre Dame guy. He does not like Brian Kelly, and I don't think anybody does, including his dog. So um, there's going to be, you know, the coaching carousel, as we mentioned, has already begun with Gary Anderson and Sean Kugler resigning at Oregon State and UTEP. Uh in order there, uh, and then you come into where do you get, you know, you start to see a lot of coaching retreads, and then you hear the hot names. You know, uh, for instance, Joe Moorhead at Penn State. Uh, Lincoln Riley's already moved up at Oklahoma. He was in line. How about Matt Cannon and Dave Aranda? Well, there's a possibility there.
1: Um, That's going to, to me, that's going to tell you, and let me read uh, Brother Randy in Jonesboro. Brother Randy. Brother Randy. Uh, Hi, Brother Randy. LSU is going to take it on the chin this year, but the Tigers are battling with one hand and no legs due to coaching changes, early departures, and then injuries. A young team is getting lots of experience, two years from competing for the SEC and the national championship if, and I say that's a big if, big is like capitalized, uh, O recruits, recruits, recruits. That will be the challenge. Uh, The one thing Ed Orgeron has has a reputation for nationally, uh, Brother Randy and Jamie, is recruiting now that being said his recruiting is going to be more limited than it's ever been simply for the fact that everybody recruiting against lsu is going to simply google the baton rouge advocate and play all the uh, or go to the message boards and just show a recruit hey they're gonna fire this guy the fans don't like him the team the school wants a new coach you sure you want to go there no. that's what they're going to do so the question is can he light effective backfires in order to uh recruit and try to get back to that level because it's critical mass. Once people think you're on your way out, it's like Butch Jones in Tennessee right now. Uh, you know, he's on his way out. Now, whether they pay him, or whether he takes another job, all that his recruiting cycle is topped, Jamie. He's, you don't recover from it. It's critical mass.
2: Yeah, but you, you look you look at Tennessee and the recruiting rankings right now, I think they're in the top ten.
1: And they're gonna drop because the team they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna drop.
2: They're going to have people LSU's
1: got people dropping. It's
2: yeah, LSU's it's, it's already a got critical 10 or
1: recruiting mass. Once you yeah. once you tip that that ball, well you're on a death you're on a spiral. Now whether it goes well, fast or whether it goes slow, that's anybody's guess.
2: Uh, L S U's got a problem though. It is really a lifelong problem, and that's that we eat our own. Yes. Uh, You watch the message boards at LSU, and I'm not saying this this is not the only fan base that does this, but it has hurt because Louisiana is not a big state, and word travels fast, particularly around. I mean, you look at all the kids that have left this state that would have made a huge difference on the LSU roster, and how many really were persuaded by what was being said on the message boards, whether it be Les Miles. How many weren't wanted? Yeah. I mean, Dylan Moses, you know, has come out. Now, whether he's just pulling our leg or not, we don't know. But he came out and said if Les Miles was still the coach, I'd have signed with LSU.
1: You heard what Leonard Fournette said. Chris
2: Allen, would that have made a difference? I don't know. But before you start wanting to fire coaches, whether they've got a $12 million or $15 million bout, you better watch how it's going to affect recruiting because one down cycle – Can
1: affect you for four years. Well, one down cycle could be your death now. It's a death spiral. It it really is, and I I think that's what so many of the. And I I think LSU's in that. I I do. I hope I'm wrong. I think LSU's in a death spiral because of recruiting. I think they're going to be so hamstrung by this. And you know, if they win the year out, that's a different story. Do I think they're going to do that? No. But I think it's just a slow death. It's it's a bleeding recruiting death. And again, you mentioned the players in the state. If you're Louisiana, if you're LSU. You look at the success that Nick Saban had here, his biggest thing, and I, hope to use, I hate to use the word, the terminology here, but I think it's appropriate in this case, lock down the state. I've got to get the best ten players in the state of Louisiana every year without exception. And then I've got to go to Florida, and then I've got to go to Texas, and then I've got to go to these different places and get needs where I need them.
2: Well, that's what if you, I mean, we listened to Chris Landry who indicated that uh, about why Nick Saban took this job. He, he constantly asked. Why aren't they winning? Why is, what's the problem down there?
1: What's the combination, though, Jamie? And we talk about this in high school. We can talk about it in college. We can talk about it in corporate America. What's the common denominator, that's a math term for you, <laughs> of people being successful over an extended period of time? And I will look, out you want to call them out in high school football? West Monroe, Neville, Washita Christian, Oak Grove. No disrespect to anybody else out there. Those are the four that just come to my mind in this area, right? What's the common denominator? They have consistent coaching staffs that are there over an extended period of time. They got support from the administration. The fan base is passionate but in check, and they're all on that same page. You look at uh, Nick Saban on Chris Landry's podcast when he talked about him and Mark Emery. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban dealt directly with Mark Emery. Yep. So your president is married to your football and basketball coach. In this case, the football coach. They're in lockstep together. They have mutually uh beneficial relationships so you've got to have that all this backbiting and, and and all that stuff it doesn't work and you look at all these other places how many coaches would be fired today if there were no buyouts in place oh gosh i mean we would we would do this our show in 45 minutes would be reading the coaches that have been fired. i would suggest to you that we would have three or four coaches per school in some places fired during the year
2: but even with buyouts terry we're still having around you know 20 to 30 30- coaching changes every year uh you know i I think a, a good year would be 15 if you only had 15 people lose their jobs unfortunately um but you talk about mark emmert and the relationship he had with nick saban they were joined at the hip now mark emmert uh amazing of amazings he is now the president of the ncaa do you really think that's that's working against alabama i'd say not but that's okay i mean that's the way it is right now And to his credit, you know, Nick Saban put something in place that's uh, right now impenetrable. Yep, it's it's, it's absolutely
1: working. You are listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Tyler, we'll get you as uh, we go to break here. Brother Randy is a diehard Tiger fan. I love diehard people because uh, their loyalties are never in question. They get upset but they're loyal i have immense respect for that you're listening to sports talk 977 terry walter jamie fox this segment brought to you by our friends at spy novell pamper the special people in your life Spa novell get them a gift certificate Lenny lane and monroe Spa novell back in a minute
0: living on the edge, on the edge makes weekdays more fun especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop.
1: And welcome back in Sports Talk 977. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, talking all things sports, some things not. Trying to curtail that, though, for uh, our mutual benefit. Jamie, let me ask you this. Uh, Missouri Valley Football Conference. North Dakota State, guys have been very successful there. Knocks off the big boys. Chris Kleiman. If you're Missouri, and your program is in a train wreck state. And, and uh, granted, now, now think of Missouri's history for a moment. Missouri hired Quinn Snyder in basketball mm-hmm. years ago. Quinn Snyder basically got him put under the jail. I uh, had a, I think, it like an ESPN documentary <laughs> that was made about that. Uh, athletic director involved. It was sort of a mess. And so Missouri is not afraid or haven't been in the past to go out and take a chance. Do, do you go after North Dakota state guy? So you go after Elaine Kiffin. If you're Missouri, you're not relevant in the SEC, folks. You aren't relevant in the Big Twelve. And there's a passionate fan base, believe it or not, in Columbia, Missouri, uh, that, that support the Tigers there. Why do you not go out and get a big name and, and you roll the dice? Or you can go, you know, hire someone else that comes in that's a retread. But is Lane Kiffin is Lane Kiffin a retread that is like the uh, the girl that has a lot of plastic surgery? It comes back, and you're like, "Whoa, well yeah. she was nice at one time. She kind of, you know, now she's." And that's a terribly sexist remark. So I guess I could say maybe the guy that goes out has plastic surgery too, to to make it politically correct. Well, but
2: I, I may have plastic surgery. Who knows? Well, we're trying to get you that. Uh,
1: but I certainly if need you're it. Missouri, what's the downside to going after a Mike Leach who who is one in in poor places? The guy won at Kentucky, won at Texas Tech. Uh, he was offensive coordinator at Kentucky. Yeah. Uh office court at Oklahoma, of course that's a whole different gig. But uh, a Lane Kiffin or a leech to me in that place, man, it it sells tickets, it would excite a fan base. What's the downside to that?
2: Well You suck. What's the downside? If you're if you're Missouri, I think you've only got like a two million dollar buyout with, with Odom. He's a he's a favorite son there. That's the tough part about it. I mean he played there. I believe he's you know, the the players love
1: him. Um, yeah, Kansas fired James Naismith as their basketball coach, and Naismith invented basketball, so, yeah.
2: Well, not to say it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't happen, but uh, you've got to look at a fit, too, and obviously, I think climbing at North Dakota State would be a better fit at, at someplace like Missouri, if you're looking for
1: Leach is uh, stability. is from Wyoming. He's from Wyoming.
2: Leach, yes. Well, Jim Michael Wayne's from Montana, and he's at Florida. Boy, they'll so, think there's some heat on him. So is Petrino. Petrino's from out west. Ooh, so.
1: that's an. I see. I didn't think about that. Petrino's going to be another name because Louisville. Uh, Louisville, I think is. If, if I'm buying or selling Louisville, I, I'm selling. I'm selling Louisville football right now. I'm not buying.
2: Well, yeah, I think I think Louisville's got you know obviously a lot of problems, and based upon what could happen. Uh, you could see, particularly. I think the the big story there is Tom Zurich not staying will probably be much like Emmert leaving LSU with Saban. That's probably the open door for Bobby Petrino, and he'll take it.
1: Um, where he lands, I don't know. But you don't think Arkansas fan would would trade to have him back in a heartbeat? My goodness, would they? They would they ever. give him a Harley de- a Harley dealership and let it probably be the volleyball coach.
2: Yeah. And then again, you know, you bring up what if what if someone is successful and decides to. You know, what about A&M? Um,
1: Jimmy, you don't think Sumlin heard all this, these rumblings of people trying to fire him? Yeah. And he stayed before, and he's going, you know
2: what? He's got an AD telling him he's got to win X number of games yeah. or else. If I'm I mean, Sumlin, yeah. I'm,
1: I'm bailing. and, and Sumlin in some of these places would be very welcome in. I mean, it's not like the guy can't coach some fits. I think A&M fans are a little bit delusional with Johnny Menzel. It's like they – it's almost like Ole Miss, right? For two years, they were pretty good. They beat Alabama. That right. was – I think that was on all the coaches' cards. Right. We beat Alabama two times. Nobody else has done that. Now, I know we lost to Vanderbilt, but we beat Alabama. And for a flash in a pan, they were relevant. Right? They're not anymore. They're not. Well,
2: the resources are are just too great not to be successful at A&M, particularly recruiting. I I would say A&M has has had some – you're right. I mean, compared – I mean, when you've got Texas in the backyard, but look – Nobody thought TCU would ever be relevant. Look at them now. Nobody thought Baylor would be relevant. When you're competing in the state of Texas, the, the orange in Austin is is the big, bad bear, the 8,000-pound yep. elephant in the room, and everybody hates them. Everybody hates Texas out of envy, probably. But you've been, you've seen programs that were considered relatively dormant, such as a Baylor, such as the Texas Tech, for example. They jumped up when Leach was there, as you indicated. Uh, TCU now was totally irrelevant for years. Now look at them. So it can be done. Uh, and particularly, you could make the argument Texas A&M res- has as much resources, although from what you've told me, Texas Tech has a lot too. But you got you could have as many as five openings in the SEC this year.
1: Here's the thing. Jay- as
2: many as five.
1: When, when, let me hit that real quick, and I'll come back to you. Um when TCU and Baylor made their meteoric rise, and even Texas A&M, look at what happened. Texas sucked. They got rid of Mac Brown. Mac Brown, the game is passed Well, You know, he won a national championship. He went to USC, beat the Trojans in Los Angeles, and then played for another and arguably probably could have beaten Alabama had his quarterback not getting hurt, gotten hurt in, the, in that game. So he plays for two and six years, but he was not good enough. Uh, we got to get rid of him, and they have been in free fall ever since. That's when Baylor and TCU made inroads. That's also at the same time Johnny Manziel on Max last year, last two years, is when Texas A&M caught fire. Right. Okay, so it was a perfect storm for those two teams or programs to rise. Baylor has fallen off the face of the earth. TCU has been consistent the last 15 years. They've been a top-20 team the last 15 years. uh, And at times, they've jumped into the, the mix at the elite level. I think Gary Patterson's done a great job there. I would have loved to have seen Gary Patterson in Baton Rouge. That would have been again same agent as Les as Les Miles. Les has got a new one now, but it was uh, it was uh, George Bass, out of Dallas. It was both their agents. So, again, all these people are going to be open. You know, I think Bobby Petrino's name is going to be is being whispered, and you don't think there's already talks going on there? with all these schools, absolutely. Lane Kiffin is out. I think Lane Kiffin is doing it himself. Um, I'm I think is he Jimmy Sexton? Is he a, a client of Jimmy Sexton? Who's Nick Saban's agent? I believe he yeah. is. Uh, so Kiffin, uh, you got Petrino. I, do you think Bob Stoops is really done with football?
2: I do. I think he's uh, he's had enough. I think he sees some health. I think his, his health is a, is a primary issue there. I don't think his you know his dad you know died young. Uh, you know I think he's going to sit back and collect a lot of money. I think his wife is very well healed as far as money. She's, I think, she's a big Mary Kay rep. that. Uh, so, I, obviously, he's not worried about money. Let me. You've mentioned the names You know we've thrown out. I mean, obviously, Gary Anderson's out there now and Sean Cougar. I don't think anybody's lining up for either one of them. But you've mentioned Lane Kiffin. You've mentioned, uh, you know, obviously, Petrino, obviously, Leach. Uh, but here's some names that, that maybe, you know, we've brought in Chris Kleiman, for example, in North Dakota State. And we've seen Coaches move up. Casey Keeler, for example, at Sam Houston. Uh, I'll tell you a name that flies under the radar that's really a good coach, and Tech fans aren't going to like to hear this, but Bill Clark at UAB uh, was at Jacksonville State. To take a program that literally did not have football for three years and have them competitive, even competitive with teams, you know, granted it's, you know, North Texas and Tech, which are two pretty, you know, In Conference USA, they lost in overtime to North Texas and beat Tech. They played Middle Tennessee this week. Bill Clark is a very, very good football coach because you know what he does? He builds programs. And I'm just saying that is a name to remember down the road, whether it be LSU or, you know, he may be married to the state of Alabama. I don't know. Another one is Matt Campbell at Iowa State. Now, you know, I know caught up in the hoopla of Iowa State's big win over Oklahoma, uh, that's a good young football coach, Willie Fritz. Now, I think he's a big, better fit at someplace like a Georgia Tech uh, that runs that. And then, of course, you hear about Neil Brown at Troy, although his body of work really isn't that much to this point. I think he's going to be in the discussion. And that's interesting, Terry, because – you know, you hear these, the, the main thing about these guys is they're already standing head coaches somewhere. Your Arandas and your Canadas, Lincoln Riley has already been moved up to at Oklahoma. Um, the guys I mentioned, Neil Brown, Willie Fritz, Matt Campbell, and Bill Clark are, are standing head coaches right now. Uh, so they've got that on their resume. The problem with particularly Brown and, and Campbell is they don't really have a, a much of a body of work behind them, so you take the hottest name right now and I think sometimes, you know, Kiffin, the thing about Kiffin is he's been it. He's been at the, you know, at, at USC and Tennessee, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, granted, probably way too soon before he could handle a lot of it. But right now he's got Florida Atlantic at 3-3. Three and three, And they don't care. They're so desperate. And it's it's paid off. I mean, it really has paid off. And we'll see. Nice. Down the road, but you, I will definitely see. I, you know, I hope there's not five openings in the SEC, but there could be very, very well that could many. Be. Good yeah. stuff,
1: man. We'll get into. Uh, we'll break down some LSU, Auburn, some of these other big games coming up this uh, this weekend. Start that tomorrow. Do a little high school recap. Appreciate everybody joining us today on the Edge. Thanks to our sponsors: Watchdog Valley Federal Credit Union, GB Cooley, Mr. Bobby Manning, Attorney, Low, PowerWorks, Works, gourmet pizza by design, Spadenville. And the man, the myth, the legend himself, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go see him on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Again, Dr. David Weber, the Alabama of veterinarians in this area. In LSU back in the day when they were really good, too. <laughs> for Jamie Fox for John Tabor, I'm Terry Walter, reminding you to listen to Sean Fox, the sports company, this afternoon at Three Bells. Until then, folks, aloha. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the